Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And welcome back to the show. This is very exciting. Let's see if I can pronounce this correctly. Tony, hold on. Tony, Tony Giannatasio? Excellent. Is that right? That's, that's, that's correct. But yes. Should we do G? Can we do G? You could do G. Tony G? I like G. Tony G? When you would shake people's hands, Tony G, the new mayor of Milford, congratulations to you. How do you introduce yourself? On the campaign, it was Tony G running yeah. for mayor. Right. It was quick, simple, and it kind of caught on, and uh, I think people really uh, liked it. Hold on. I'm, I want to move this so that ah, – let me do it like this. I can't – the mic flag makes me not be able to see your eyes. Oh, okay. So I want to see you. I want right. to see you. No, sit up. It's okay. I just do want I to do it like bedroom that. bedroom eyes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not in my bedroom. My husband will kill you. <laughs> kill me, kill you. But people had fun with the Tony G. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So congratulations to you. Thank you. So let me see. The margin of victory here, you beat Kerry Rowland. You got 51.6% of the vote, 8,298 to her 7773. And this was an open seat. Yes. So open seats tend to be very highly competitive for a good reason. The electorate gets to evaluate two new people that are coming to the fore. So- we know that you're a lifelong guy in Milford, right? Yeah, grew up here, was yeah. educated here, went yeah. to public schools. Right. You got two daughters? One daughter. One daughter? Francesca okay. and a son, Anthony. Oh, and son, Anthony. One of them's doing a PhD. Correct. That's yeah. my daughter, Francesca. That's your daughter, Francesca. You did your homework. Yeah, and your son's at Fairfield U? Yes. I don't know. I thought it was two daughters. I apologize. And uh, that's nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm proud. Very yeah, proud father. Yeah, of course. Of course. And... Did I see something about you being in the trucking business, something with trucks? My father started a business in Milford back in 1972, Milford Barrel Company. Yeah. And it's a recycling business, and we do run um, uh, trucks. What? Why was it called Barrel? What is that? Because we're steel drum reconditioners by trade. We actually recondition, refurbish steel drums that are repurposed out in the market. Primarily. Is there really a demand for that? Are there that yeah, many a, steel drums? It's a very unique business. Uh, a lot of oil drums. A lot of oil. And are there still? Absolutely. Yes. 
Yes, it's very common. And are they reused back in the oil business, or are they sold for scrap metal for something else? No, they're repurposed as oil drums, and they're sold you know, in 55-gallon drums as hydraulic oil, cutting oil, motor oil. And your father came up with this business. How did yeah. he come up with this business? He just seen a market for it. it Very was, entrepreneurial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my father, he's an innovator. Is he still alive? Absolutely. Yes. I'm blessed. He must be so proud of you. I'm proud of him <laughs> for the opportunity that he gave me to come into a family business. I'm, I'm truly blessed. So, and I'm always interested about that, Tony G. So, you're now mayor of Milford. Elect. Mayor-elect of Milford, when are you getting sworn in? Monday. Congratulations. 7 p.m. at Parsons. Now, is that a full-time job? Absolutely. So, and are you the manager of the city, or do you delegate the management of the city to a professional city manager? How does it work in Milford? I'm the CEO of the city. You're the CEO. So I oversee. I propose the budget Mm -hmm. to all the department heads. Okay. So it's a big job. Yeah. How many people live in Milford? Approximately 55,000. That's a nice size city. It's a nice size small city. It's great. It is a great city. It is. But it has its challenges now because there's always the push-pull of the right kind of real estate development that keeps a town, keeps a city being the place that people who live there love it and remember it as versus expanding your tax base and wanting to accommodate more people who want to live there. Where do you come out on that when it comes to development in Milford? Well, development needs to be responsible. And first. I saw you on P and Z and ZBA. So yes. was I. I did yeah. all that too. You did? Oh yeah, I yeah. loved it. I, I gained so much knowledge mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah. That's a board that's driven by regulations. Mm-hmm. So through my tenure on P and Z, we developed Milford Crossings, where Whole Foods is, mm-hmm. and that's got to be one of the best shopping centers on Route One in Milford to date. Okay. I'm very proud what of that. What makes it work? What made it what made it better than others? I think strategically where where it's located, it draws people from Orange, it draws people from West Haven. Um, the the shopping center, the way it was designed. I, I really like the architecture that they use so there. Architecture is important. Absolutely. I think you need to um, really attract people and bring them in and have buildings that are aesthetically pleasing. As mayor, will you put your thumbprint on developments in terms of weighing in with your opinion of that? Yeah, if if I believe in something, absolutely. I've always done that as a planning and zoning commissioner, as a board of aldermen. Um, I think that's important. And I believe in the mall. The, yeah, the, what do you what what should happen with that mall? I got to tell you, Lisa, I saw the renderings and they're just outstanding. It's going to be a hybrid of inside outside, a combination of like Clinton crossings with kiosks, mm-hmm. a walking trail with beautifully landscaped. There could be a medical building there. There's different opportunities for different types of businesses. I would recommend possibly looking into an education building where people can go there and take classes. I think that would be beneficial to bring different people to the mall. And at the same time, you know, there's the retail, restaurants. I think all of that combined in the the part of living there. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's really... Do you think people are going to want to live that closely to a mall, to an old mall? 
Well, it's not going to be old. It's going to be um, renovated. It's going to mm-hmm. be remodeled. It's going to be But do you new. think people are going to want to live that close to shopping that way? What do you think? I, I, I believe so. I think if, if I was a single person mm-hmm. and I was maybe a teacher, a fireman, or a police officer, and I wanted to live in the city where I was starting my career, mm-hmm. I think that that's a great opportunity. It's going to be affordable. Mm-hmm. There's going to be everything outside your door. It's going to be convenient. It's right off the 95 um, corridor. Mm-hmm. It's right on Route 1. It's close to downtown. How, how tall the building's going to be? We, well, the zoning board approved the first phase is uh, 250 apartments. And the height restriction, I believe, is uh, 35 feet. I'm not. Oh, so they're not going to go five stories, uh, ten stories? No. No. It's going to be a different scale. Yes, yes. It's going to be tastefully done, like getting back to the architecture. It's going to fit the scale of the property, and there's going to be room for. What do you think about the fact that they're going to be all rentals? You describe them as rentals. Do you think that that's a wise thing for Milford, or do you think some of them should be available as condos? I think there's a big demand for, for rentals. And there's going to be a 10% affordability factor there. Which Only is, 10, huh? That's all Milford Yeah, they, they tried to get more. Yeah. But, you know, the mall, the, the people that um, own the property and own the mall, Centennial, um, more or less agreed to 10%. Because well, We're chatting with Tony G. And I have a question for you because you've been immersed in all this and you're just taking part as mayor here. You're just going to be sworn in soon. When it comes to affordable, one of the criticisms is that in practice – Nobody can really get access to where they are. We have a very decentralized Connecticut when it comes to finding affordable housing. How are people going to find that housing? Do you know what I'm talking about? A lot of times these developments go up and they go up with approvals to be affordable. Good luck getting your application in for one of those units. It's like very opaque. People can't find out how to do it. Well, there's resources out there that people can reach out to to locate affordable apartments throughout the city. And as mayor, I would like to promote that to let them know. Um, I think we have to work towards more affordability on in certain areas of the city, on collector streets, bus lines, train lines. I think that's the best fit. I don't want to bring apartments into the neighborhoods. Okay. I want the neighborhoods to remain single-family dwellings. So I think we just have to market it. We have to put the information out there. And I think when, once we do that, the people will come. I have a question for you. We're chatting with Tony G., the brand-new mayor, uh, mayor-elect of Milford. He'll be sworn in soon, 203-333-9422. You know where the big Y is? Yes. So across the street from the big Y, what, what is there? What is that? Across the street in the back is a softball field, is Washington Field. Uh, okay, so if the big Y um, is, is to your right. Right. And then there's like a big highway-ish, right? Across the highway. What is across the highway on that other side? It looks like it's all like gated up and strange. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. No. Okay. No, I don't. There's car dealerships across the street. Yeah. There was one that just opened, the new Subaru car dealer. Yeah, I'm thinking of a different part of the property. Um, I have a friend who um, who gets um, some um, medical treatments in that little mall there next to the big Y. There's like a little strip mall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? There's like a little strip mall there. Mm-hmm. And so 
occasionally I've walked around that area on foot for like an hour or two waiting for her. Okay. So I've gotten to sort of see that area. I've been in the back. I've seen. And there's a part of it that was just, I don't know, I'll have to show you on a map. It seemed like it's mysterious to me. I meant to ask you about it. It's well, mysterious I, I'd to me. love to walk the area yeah. with you. <laughs> it was like, I didn't know what was there. Yeah. What part of Milford is that, technically? Is that a neighborhood? What what part of Milford is that? Where well, that's Route is? 1. That's that's yeah. the post road. But is that like a... a um, okay. Yeah, it's the post road. Yeah. It's retail. Retail. Yeah. Yeah. Need more trees. Trees? Oh, we have a great tree program. Do you? Tell oh, me about it. Oh, we plant it. trees every year. We budget for trees. Earth Day is a big day in Milford. It's always supported Earth Day. So... Yeah. What part of Milford are you on? Are you near the water? Are you near Big Drive? Where are you? Well, speaking of trees, I'm in the woods. Okay. Yeah. So I am basically behind Trader Joe's, which is Rose's Mill Road. Okay. Okay. And I live in that area, in that neighborhood, and it's lovely. There's a lot of trees. There's a lot of wildlife, and it's so convenient to everything. And Milford's a big place. How many square miles is Milford? It's big. Well, I know that we have, um, you know, the biggest shoreline in the state. Do I think you? it's like 26 miles wow. worth of shoreline. Wow. Yeah. It's really an amazing, I think it's a, it's um, a little bit under the radar, Milford, you know, because it's right over the Fairfield County border. Yeah. You know? We have eight exits off of 95. Yeah. That's the most exits throughout the state. That's incredible. It is. We have the biggest truck stop in the state, the pilot truck stop. There's and here we are. Yep. In Connoisseur Media, we're in Milford here on Wheeler Farms Road. Very different feeling, obviously, than yeah. near the water. I used to own a condo in Milford Cas- in Caswell Cove. Very nice. Love Caswell Cove. It's very pretty there. Yes. Right on the Connecticut River. Really pretty. Yes. Right, this... right after Bick Drive, right after all the, the Bick. Is Bick still in town? Is Bick still in Milford? There's, yeah, they've scaled back some, mm-hmm. but, but there's, they still have a presence. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Subway. Yeah, Subway. But you know what? Uh we're we're blessed. We have someone that's coming in, and the office building there. Obviously, we're having a tough time renting office buildings since COVID, and they're going to be investing in Milford, building. I think it's approximately a uh, hundred and sixty thousand square foot warehouse distribution center, which is right off of ninety five. Okay. So it's easy on, easy off, and it's an existing business that's moving there from Milford, and it's actually going to be less traffic because where the business is now, it, more or less the trucks are going further and, you know, into town where this is right off 95. So I think it's all positive. We're chatting with Tony G. Uh, let's go to Michael. Michael from Fairfield wants to talk with you about development in Milford. Hi, Michael. You're on the air. Welcome. You're on the air with Mayor-elect Tony G. Welcome. Hey, Tony G. Hey, Lisa. How are you? Good. You're not hearing? Wait, uh, one second, one second. You're hearing now? Okay, go ahead. Should just a quick question. Um, I didn't, I, I just got, I, I missed the beginning of this, but something about um, 10% of units being built. How many units are being built? 250 is the first phase, Michael. And so does that, does that actually help the town reach the, quota or the, the need for the um, the lower income um, housing or does it does it actually because there's so many units and there's 10% are being done does it actually work in the opposite as far as the ratios needed 
in the eyes of the, the state or the Fed. It gets us closer to our quota, so it's contributing. But doesn't it, if it gets it closer to the quota, but if more units are being built and 10% is being uh, allotted, doesn't that mean that the, the, the quota changes because you're building so many units? Well, Michael, I'm going to have to let you go because there's a lot of interfering um, noise, but I will allow Tony G to answer the question. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, so that's a very interesting question, and I, and I appreciate that question. Um, and I look forward to working with our state delegation, our state reps, our state senators, because this this bill or this mandate comes from the state, as we all know. And we're going to try to qualify other dwellings, existing dwellings throughout the city. And it could be a multifamily house or, uh, you know, a different type of mixed use where that will also contribute. That would be great. That would change 830 statute. It would be really good. So I'm in favor of amending the 830 statute. You know, I would like to see it amended as well. And this is what I would like to see, Tony, in case you thought, because I've given a lot of thought about it. And I know you have in P&Z. Right now, the way it is, is it's this 40-year thing, and then it goes back. So right now, there are 400 in 2023, 400 units that were considered to be affordable that actually have gone back to market rate because the 40 years has elapsed. And so we're going to start to see that. And so it isn't really a solution long-term for the state because affordable is uh, temporary, relatively temporary. So I have, I have two things to say about this. Number one, I think one of the reasons why we don't have more housing enlist as affordable is because it has to be so-called deed restricted. And people don't want to restrict their properties. And what I would like to see, since the whole thing is sort of a moving game anyway, is let's say I own a home and I have a basement apartment. I would like to be able to register but not deed restrict that apartment if I'm willing to rent it out to somebody as an affordable house. And for every year that I do that, it goes on the roster of the town. Why should I have to have it deed restricted? If I'm willing to stand up and say, this is a rental within my control and this is what I'm renting it for and you can check, you can ask the tenant, I'm perfectly above board, I wasn't gonna rent it out to be an egregious number anyway, I'm doing it within whatever the median is for affordable. Why shouldn't it be on the roster of the town? It's a great point. Um, since then, we've we've adopted auxiliary dwelling units mm. in single-family homes. Yeah. Oh, the accessory dwelling I'm units. I'm sorry, accessory. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to allow that type so of you're use. You're allowing it. Yeah. But again, the 830 framework is that if it's not deed-restricted, it doesn't count for the town. And my, my suggestion to amend the statute would be that it should not have to be on someone's deed, that there could be a separate, you know, like, like we have DBAs in towns all the time, businesses registered as a DBA, doing business as. It's no big deal. Right. But it doesn't tie up your real estate. It, it freaks people out to think <laughs> that they have to change their deed, that there's something on their deed. Maybe they're afraid it will affect their ability to get a mortgage or a home equity because now it's being used in a semi-commercial way. So right. let people register it every year, year by year, and then they can take it off. Well, that's something that I agree with, and I would bring that to the attention of the state delegation. Because it's a good idea, don't it you is. think? It is. It makes perfect sense. 
Absolutely. And then you count every year and you see, are you getting towards your goal and how are you doing? Because this idea of 40 years isn't permanent either. None of it's permanent. Right, right. We just recently passed our plan of conservation development and we've identified locations for more affordable. Stay with us. Tony G. will be right back. 203-333-9422. We're chatting with Tony G., the mayor-elect of Milford. We'll be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. We're getting to know Tony G, the brand new mayor, mayor elect now of Milford, who'll be sworn in. Monday. Monday. Very, very exciting for you. So being Milford born and bred, your whole family, are you having a party for your swearing in? We're actually having a little party on Sunday before the swearing in. It's going to be a family party, campaign committee, the people that really helped me along the way. What did you learn from the campaign? So many people, you know, believe in Milford and they want to see Milford go into a positive direction, and we're on the cusp of, of true greatness. We have so many opportunities ahead of us with the things that we talked about, development, the shoreline. There's so many things that, you know, we can touch upon. Um, we have a great Milford Arts Council, you know, the arts in Milford, and everyone just wants to, you know, contribute. It's a very giving community. Uh, a lot of people volunteer their time, and the people that were on my committee are involved with all the nonprofits, and it kind of goes hand in hand, and we really want the best for the people that live there now and for our kids and for the future. So it was a great journey. I enjoyed it. Are you both your parents alive? By yes, way? yes. I'm so blessed. My father's 81 and my mother 79. How's your dad going to manage the business with you having to be the full-time mayor of Milford? So I have a family, a big family. I have two brothers in the business. I also have my um, sister-in-law in in the business and I have some really good, capable people. So I'm very fortunate. It's not easy to transition to the next generation in a family business from your dad to all of you. You know, I'm more of the face of the company. Um, I've been involved with a lot of the customer service, the sales. I'm the vice president of sales. And, you know, they're behind the scenes and, you know, I'm blessed to have them because they make my job easy. And, you know, they're involved with the production and the operations. So, you know, I have 100% confidence in them. And they encouraged me to run Mm. because they know my passion for public service. So... They wanted to see me, you know, 
in this position, and they, they fully support it. Is it a two-year term or a four-year term? It's only two years. Two years. And it goes by so fast. Tell me about it. I know. I'm in a four-year term as probate judge, and I'm always like half looking at my watch. I know. Every time you turn around, it's another election. Yes, yes. I know. But you have to be accountable to the people, Tony G. It keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. Absolutely, and I look forward to that. So if people want to find you or reach you, how can they do that? Well, I'll be at City Hall uh, November 21st. They <laughs> can bet. stop by and, and, and say hello and, and, and call the city. I didn't get my city cell phone number yet. I didn't get my phone. So, you know, my door will always be open. It's wonderful. It's so nice to meet you in person. I want to thank you for coming in here. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor. It really is fun. So we're going to be back in the next hour of the show. We're going to speak with, we're going to have in studio Jill Dillon, who made Westport history by being a write-in candidate who won her seat on the Board of Ed. We'll chat with Martha Zoller and David Baldacci at 1130. Very exciting, best-selling novelist. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.